You know, one of the things we've done here for the last couple of decades on CEO Spotlight is sort of humanize CEOs. You get to hear them. You get to hear how they think and, and how they talk. And my friend David Brown has done something similar, but with companies and really humanizing the stories there. You know, his podcast, probably The Art of Business Wars, now The Art of Business Wars, the book is out. Battle-tested lessons for leaders and entrepreneurs from history's greatest rivalries. Uh, my friend, the Renaissance man, lawyer, Ph.D., David Brown. Good to hear your voice again, David. Of course, I, I get to hear it on the podcast, but actually to be able to, to hear you through these uh, headphones and everything, it's, it's, it's good to hear you. Well, voice. and this is one of the things I miss from your book. I think I can kind of hear your voice. Oh, that's funny. Reading that's the funny. book, but, but it's really fascinating. And I talk about the premise. So how do you, how do you come up with the ideas? How do you juxtapose them? I mean, we're talking, you know, on your podcast, Starbucks versus Dunkin' Donuts. Or, uh -huh fascinating run on Helena Rubinstein. How do you come up with these ideas? Well, you know, I mean, in a way, if you got in an elevator and you just asked people about their favorite brands, they look at you like you were insane. But uh, if, if the truth is we all kind of have our allegiances and our identities. And I bet you those folks in the elevator might be wearing Nikes or Adidas's. Or maybe you'll see that they're carrying around their Apple laptop or maybe their IBM, I don't know what, ThinkPad or something. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm more of an Apple person myself. You know, but this extends to what? Whataburger versus uh, McDonald's. I, I mean, it can be any number of these things. These brands that we sort of adopt as our own. We're Ford people versus Chevy people, right? I mean, that's kind of the way that our uh, landscape has evolved, certainly over the past 50 years or so, David. I mean, and, and we feel this way about a lot of different things when it comes to brands. I mean, think about it. I mean, the fact that a lot of folks, certainly in Texas, which is where you and I are, I mean, they're dedicated Southwest fans, an airline with that kind of loyalty, right? Well, that's sort of the way that we approach Business Wars, the podcast. We riff on these loyalties in a way to highlight the business lessons in the battles between giants. And they weren't always giants. <laughs> and it's fun to explore some of the histories and how these corporate rivalries evolved yeah so, and, and, and the, the winners and the losers and now you've talked about a lot that coexist i mean mm -hmm. starbucks and dunkin donuts are both still around one's obviously doing better than the other and mm -hmm. southwest airlines ultimately won out and american airlines is still flying not to mention mention braniff but some of them lose i mean i never thought i'd grow up in a world without you know pan am or montgomery ward no joke. Yeah, I was watching a I was watching a movie the other night and it had an Eastern jet in it and I thought, man, remember Eastern the Wings of Man? When I I could not imagine a world without Eastern once upon a time. But things change. <laughs> you know, there's no longer a Grants or a Woolworths at least in the United States. So, um, you know, things change. But things are constantly changing. You remember when Circuit City was a big deal, when Blockbuster was a Friday ritual, right? I mean, these things change. And so we've been tracking that evolution in business wars and the idea came along. Wait a minute. You know, these are great battles and we're telling the stories and we tell it with narration, but also with some acting. Uh, <clears throat> heavily, pro no, heavily produced. That's Left channel, right channel, right down the middle. Yeah, music. All, all that stuff. We got all the production. But but the thing I 
I think was maybe missing somewhat. And certainly there, if you are in the business world, if you're a CEO yourself, you're going to pick up on a lot of these lessons. But I think for a lot of folks who are just lay listeners, they had an intuitive sense that, wait a minute, there's more going on here. And if you could identify or isolate some of these things that the winners do, that there would be some terrific uh, lessons. And so since the conceit for business wars is war, we thought, well, what about the art of war by Sun Tzu? And, uh, you know, it, it's it actually became a kind of quasi-management book back in the 80s. You remember those sure, of uh, roaring days? So, so the idea was, well, let's take business wars and talk about the art of business wars in that same kind of sense, kind of trying to identify certain axioms that will be lessons that maybe new entrepreneurs might want to take a look at. Of course, everyone's everyone's circumstances are different, and part of being a general in that battlefield is being able to recognize what situation you're in. And therein lies the rub, right, David? I mean, you can know all of these things. You can get your MBA. You can, you know, read as many books as you want. But a big part of being a successful business leader is knowing what the landscape or the terrain, I should say, actually is and applying these lessons in a smart way. And <laughs> you're on your own there. But what we do try to do with the book is identify or highlight some of these battles and tell it in a way that i hope is you know engaging no it's, it is fun, because what sure. you do what you'll do is bring in the everyman i mean everybody can listen to this read this book because you give a peek behind the curtain and that's really what kind of sucks you in i mean it's one thing to enjoy miller light but it's it's quite another to understand <laughs> the story about where that came from or the fight yeah. between iphone and blackberry it's fascinating yeah, we, we were we were behind a, a a truck from one of the distribution companies, you know, one of the uh, liquor distribution companies the other day. And my daughter said, light, you know, she saw the little logo for a light beer. And she said, what is that? And I thought, ha, let me tell you a little story. <laughs> and, and so went off on, on this really interesting tale about, you know, the ultimate development of the light beer concept. And that unto itself is a fascinating, just a story for story's sake. So that does, that is the magnet. That's what sucks a lot of people into business wars and hopefully the, the book too. But but it's it's really how these things have now infused themselves, how these, these, these brands have infused themselves into our lives and the lessons that we can extract from them. Yeah, and, and we all know stories. We want to know a little bit more. You mentioned Southwest. You and I were both privileged to be friends of Herb Kelleher. Well, and, you were you were you were closer to Kelleher than <laughs> certainly than I ever was, and I was always impressed by how much you knew about Kelleher. So believe me, when when we were working on this book, I was thinking about you. <laughs> I was thinking about David Johnson. Is this going to pass the David Johnson test? Here <laughs> no, but it's it a fascinating story because there you can you can really identify with the players. And here's somebody who's trying to struggle for business. Here's somebody who's trying to run them out of business, and it becomes a great a great business story. Well, you know, it's interesting when you pull back and you think about what Southwest went through and you think about, uh, on the one hand, you know, Kelleher was a trained attorney. And so he, he was he was one of those guys who enjoyed the fight. But I mean, 31, 32 lawsuits before you've ever gotten a plane off the ground. I mean, you know, enough is enough, even for Kelleher. And so to feel that exasperation and then to in a way, if not empathize, sympathize with what someone trying to launch an airline w would be wrestling with, you know, at that time. That, to me, is such an intensely human personal story and to see how he ultimately overcame it. And, of course, one of the big lessons from that battle is that even though it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds pat, the, the truth is 
Kelleher's life example was this dogged determination, refusal to give in, refusal to let go. And it's something that, you know, I think talk about, you know, the war aspect of it. If you are a trained uh, member of the armed forces, you, you, this is something you're taught. You're taught <laughs> to never let go, never give in. Now, you may have to retreat. You may have to retrench from time to time. But it's part of the ethos. Don't ever let go. Kelleher, though, had this aspect of his personality that you're probably more privy to than I am. It seems as if this almost energized him. You know, the challenge. It seemed as if his his refusal to let go and to give up almost gave him energy and that the, the, the Braniffs and the Continentals of this world, and the American certainly, that, that, that it almost was fuel for his fire. In a sense, you almost wonder if Southwest would have been as successful as it is today were it not for those early challenges. Yeah, and it draws upon everything you, you've learned and know, and you get to use all of the tools that you that you have. Let me ask you about one last thing, because you really sucked me in. I... The truth is, I don't know that I ever even knew there was such a person as Helena Rubinstein. Uh, I just always thought it was a brand. But mm-hmm. you weave a fascinating story about her and and her sort of remaking herself and everything else. Mm-hmm. Now, where did that inspiration come from? You know, the, the the truth is we were looking for a variety of different stories and, and, and aspects, qualities uh, that maybe didn't fit into the perfect mold. I mean, you're told all these virtues of business leadership, but the fact of the matter is Helena Rubinstein did completely remake the person she was, you know, completely reinvented her persona and her character wearing the lab coat. You know, we when we go into a department store and we see someone, you know, selling uh, 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 cosmetics, we sort of take it for granted that there's going to be someone there who's, you know, working on uh, uh, a customer with, you know, the cosmetics in a white lab coat. Where's that come from? Helena Rubinstein is where that comes from. That's exactly where it comes from. And the idea was that cosmetics didn't have to be seen necessarily as a quote unquote woman's thing. It could be seen as scientific. And that was her end. That was what gave her a kind of advantage in the battlefield. She saw that if you could approach this from an increasingly sort of scientific and some would say pseudo-scientific perspective and create that, paint that picture for the customer, that there would be people who would flock to it. And she really did revolutionize the cosmetics industry. Just a remarkable story. See it in business fun. Aren't you glad you're not, (laughs) you didn't become a Washington, D.C. attorney? (laughs) Every day I count my lucky stars. My my friend David Brown, uh, the author of The Art of Business Wars, I, I recommend it to you. Well, thanks so thanks much, for the time, Dave. For more of our conversation with Mr. Brown, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.